It's been 50 years since the War of the Wilds, and still nothing grows on the Kindlelands. The exact day the flora of the world stood up and ravaged the cities of the Greenor Peninsula is lost to the ages. After the great fire tore its way from west to east, turning the land barren and fallow, the otherworldly patrons, the guides, and the great cities of the Kindlelands worked together in their own way to bring a kind of peace to a war-torn people. It is a gentle, delicate balance, and something or someone threatens it. Hello, and welcome to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I'll be your GM. Today, the Aegis Three meet some familiar faces. Thank you to our backers, Kat, Kim, and Zan, for their support. Please, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down Another Path. Hello. Hello, my name Hello. is Brother Zephyr. My name is GM Chase. And I would <laughs> like to share with you this stuff about the deep. I was also going to take a Book of Mormon route, but you beat me by like half a second. Nice. And I didn't I didn't feel like I should jump on that because you and Chase said the same thing at the same time. Yeah. But just yep. I wanted you to know that I was thinking about it. I appreciate it. Because I was just I was I was going to I was going to cut the brother part out and just elongate Mordecai. So Mordecai. Mordecai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which that song you, from Book Lorana. of Mormon is about the extent of my knowledge of Book of Mormon. Deep shrine and boat drinks. Aside from the occasional other tidbits that you've sung, Zach. I can hear in only Zach's voice, because I've never listened to the actual song, the Joseph Smeet. Uh Joseph Smeet. America Moses. That's the yeah, that one. Only in your voice, though, because I've never actually listened to that musical. (laughs) I am pretty sure this is a massive change of topic, but I am pretty sure that this room that I'm currently sitting in is over 80 degrees right now. Ooh, yeah. no, my, 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 my apartment's been real sticky today. This is, yeah, and no fans, no air conditioner. Gotta keep them good, good waveforms, squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah no, pure. I, had, I had the AC running before I got in here. Like I was like, try to try to cool the room down before I come in. Right. I'm fine for right now. You're um, very far away. That though, will Chase. change come summer. You're very, oh, huh? there you are. That's better. Your sensitivity oh. seems to be down yeah. or something. Yeah, no, I I dropped it down recently because I was um I sit in front of my ukuleles and if I have my sensitivity up too high, I can actually hear my voice echoing in the instrument behind me. Whoa, yeah, bard. Exactly, I resonate. Ah, oh, that's like I, I, that. That needs to be in another life, in another reality. Chase, that is the tagline on your business cards. True. Oh, yeah, guys, Griffin. I'm bringing. I'm actually bringing something to the pre-show banter for what? Once. Oh, oh, good. Um, yes. Here's. Do you guys, here's Griffin? Remember? I got you. This it's um, part of the load. There oh you my go. God, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank, oh. thank you. I'd like to thank oh, the my shoulders. Um, oh, that's nice. Remember that bit. Remember that bit a while ago we were talking about um, a very cowardly Rhode Island town. Yes, Rhode Island, the, uh, who's being the, terrorized the by. Turkey. Yes. turkey. Turkey terror. Uh, here's the headline I stumbled upon today. Mm. <clears throat> Vermont's town swears in goats as new mayor who immediately defecates. 
Mayor Goats. This newly sworn in Vermont mayor is the all caps GOAT, like greatest of all time. His name is Lincoln, was elected in with 13 votes. <laughs> Following the swearing in ceremony Tuesday, the Nubian GOAT's uh, first act in office raised some eyebrows. Lincoln couldn't wait for a bathroom and defecated on the ground, the Burlington Free the Press goat's reported. Name is Lincoln? <laughs> mayor Lincoln, Lincoln yeah. the GOAT? Mayor Lincoln yeah, T. Yeah, yeah. GOAT, please. Hold up! The goat narrowly beat out a dog named Sammy, a Boston Terrier who came in second with an impressive 11 votes. <laughs> that's Another a path race. You, the topical news you need to know. Guys, that's a... The pet election was set up by the town manager, Joe Gunter, who told the Herald he got the idea while reading a newspaper article about a small town in Michigan doing the same thing. What is wrong with these people? They're just, they're just I, trying to... Okay, so here's... <sighs> Here's the question. Can a town have a mayor? Absolutely. 100%. Apparently. 100%. Because I grew up in the small town, nay, village of Neapolis, Ohio, mm. um, where we uh, just all kind of assumed that my neighbor was the mayor. <laughs> mostly because Mostly because he was like... He didn't run the fire station. So there's a fire station, there's a post office, and there's a barbershop. There's, and there's a piece of Nellis. No, there's not actually a piece of Nellis. The piece of Nellis is out of town. We have to drive, to, we oh, had to gotcha. drive to another town to go run the pizza shop. Um, but the, nice. uh, volunt- this guy was the volunteer fire to fighter slash volunteer EMT guy, but he also owned like half the village. It was very Animal Crossing, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was very Animal Crossing. And I don't think yeah. Animal Crossing actually votes on the mayorship. We all just kind of assume. No. It just kind of happens. Just that turtle's been around for a yeah. while, so he gets no, but, it. Yeah, no, mayors in uh, small towns and villages, totally a thing. Totally a thing. Even mm. if it's not, uh, you know, actually an election. Goat. A, a wrinkle in that, um, apparently the town of Fairhaven does not have a mayor, mm. but the town manager viewed the exercise as a productive way to raise money for a new playground and to teach kids about getting involved in local Wait, politics. so there's not a mayor, but there's a town manager? There's a town That's man. what I'm reading. Uh, so no, no Mayor Gunderson, but absolutely a... Um, uh, Fuck, I just lost my really good park. That's record. okay. Fuck. It's okay. Work. He's the T. He is the he I is will the segue TM, out of it. TM. Chris Tager. Chris Tager. There it is. Oh, okay. There there it is. Is. I saved it. All the way back. I will segue out of it with the very disturbing headline in the sidebar. Beekeeper shoves fistful of bees in his mouth to collect honey. I am not going to click on this because I, Griffin hates bees. I, uh, and instead, I'm going to divert the attention back to the podcast. I, I don't know enough about bees to know that that's false. <laughs> but I'm I need to believe in my heart of hearts true. that that's false. Otherwise, I'm going to have a conniption right here live. Otherwise, what are we doing here? What are we even doing here? Night closes in on the mountain city of Bulwark. The light pollution is largely unheard of anywhere else in the Graynor Peninsula. The hundreds of thousands of inhabitants of Bulwark create a cascade of light that outshine the stars above. Zephyr Johnson flies quickly up the sheer mountainside, his homunculus Rogar tucked under his arm. 
Mordecai Sibyl work confidently walks home. The image of the amber eye burned into his mind. Jackson Silver lays in his bed at the Sibyl work manor. While he's hardly tired, he is exhausted. The three gentlemen reconvene in the foyer of the Sibyl work homestead, the party having materialized while they were out. People seem to be concentrated into three main areas. The kitchen, of course, the living room, and the pool. Hell yeah. What do you all do? I come on downstairs. As Once I hear the party starting to get full swing, I go, well, I guess I'm not sleeping or napping or trancing or waiting. Or... God, this sucks. All right, time to... <laughs> and I do the, the hand in front of the face a thing from Princess Diaries, and I go, Yeah. Huh? yeah. Ooh. Hey. All right, time to be happy, and the world is great. Sophia uh, walks in the door and and sees you two. He's like, um, hey there, um, hey Sophia. Oh my God, what is that? Yeah, a little, little dude oh, God. pokes his head over my shoulder, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's you've got one too. That's nice. Does it have a name? Uh, yes. What? 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 Hey, um, this is, uh, this is Rogar. And he, like, you know, like, walks down my arm and is sort of, like, perched on my forearm. Hold on a, hold on a second. Hey. I want to go get Gary, mostly hey. because I want our DM Hello. to do both. Yeah, boss. Holy shit. <laughs> right? Oh, wait, I can't hear Gary. Gary, this is our new friend, Rogar. Sup? <laughs> Rogar, this is Gary. <sighs> did they, did they speak each other's language um, or whatever? Or, or Rogar doesn't, um... He doesn't speak. Uh, oh, I can, we can right. sort of think to each other, but man, a few words, I get it. Oh, like you can think to us, well, sort of. Um, it's a, it's a little different. Uh, well, now I feel, now I feel foolish for trying to introduce people to him. Hey, you can introduce, you know, without um, having to say words. I guess. Where did he come from? Well, um, I, what I college did he go to? That's a good question. Did he play any sports? Was he a model student, or was he on the wrong side of juvie? Zephyr's just there, like, it starts twiddling his thumbs, waiting for you to finish. What frat was he in? That's all I got. Was he... Oh, oh, sigh, sigh, sigh. Was he in, here's what? my... All right. You ready? Alright, call it my topical reference shot. Here we go. Hit it, hit it. Was he a member of the Varsity Blues? Oh my god. <laughs> Bam! This is coming out. Be quite this now. is coming out in a month. Nobody's gonna remember it, but I did it. Uh, I don't remember it now. It's the it's the all the famous people everywhere like trying to like buy their kids way into colleges. It's oh, okay, thing. it's that. And the gotcha. FBI called okay. it Operation Varsity Blues because okay, didn't because know that somebody part. there cool. had a sense yeah. of humor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. pretty good. Sophia's gone. He's at the refreshment table. He's just getting. So where did you go? Hey, Mordecai, so, introduce all of us to these. Who's well, here? hang on, hang on, hang on. Does this mean? Does this mean I need one now? Do I need to find a small uh, companion to hang out on my shoulders? I think you're your own small, small companion. companion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, I've been um reading in my father's book and um. Well, uh, there was some passages about um, warlocks of the deep being able to um, create their own familiars of sorts. Um, and so that's what I oh. was buying when um, I was talking to you about what I um, I needed from you, Mordecai. I, um, yeah. I, uh, oh! 
by the way and you need it wait what um, what did, wait a second i've been here i've been writing a letter Sophia, it sounds like you've done some, like, super productive things to, like, you know, get us some more things, more options to help us in our quest to protect the patrons. Uh, Mordecai, what were you doing? Crime. Oh. (laughs) Not necessarily crimes. I just... It was pretty crimey. I I asked Mordecai to um, place a a message to this green stone in in a drop-off point nearby. Oh, he was doing a Um, Johnson crime. Yes, so it's Johnson, not really yes. a crime. A JC, a JC, if a you will. JC, if you will, yes. And, um... So... Y'all remember that time we got real high? I pat... I will never forget. I pat my I pocket. Like that's when we drew yeah. the family. What about it? Okay. Like, like you remember being in there. Yes. We right? were, that we were radio hosts. I didn't know that was a thing. Y'all remember, y'all remember an Amber Eye Associates? Yeah, that's where, like, the whole, the plot of that entire story arc was us to. Not, not why, in the slightest. Why the fuck is there a storefront for an Amber Eye Associates? Down by the fucking docks of Bulwark. What the fuck? I, My thoughts exactly. Could, could uh, I? Could somebody explain what that was? I don't remember. They were pretty much doing what I kind of do here. That was also supposed to be a hallucination. Yeah, you know, they were not real at all. At least in the and the, yet it is. Carrie, but Carrie wasn't that in the f- hello. What the fuck? I told you, those were an offering to me. In a time that I don't remember. But they don't call me the sleeping seer for nothing. You're going to get some truths out of me. Especially if you ask very nicely like that. I'm more confused now. Carrie. Yes? Will you please tell us what the fuck is happening? I showed you the truth of things. What more do you want from me? I I hope not much because I can't do that much. I reveal the truths of situations. I can see multiple ways of this thing going. Well, you could have told us that was the truth. Well, I didn't know that part was the truth. Okay, but what is a radio show? (laughs) Oh, I can answer that. It's when... uh, It's four idiots (laughs) sitting around microphones. (laughs) It's four people, usually white guys. (laughs) Oh, sounded Uh, true. uh, It hurts because it's true. Yeah. All right, so... It was still... I think we were still better than... uh, I remember... I think we were interns first, Mordecai, before we got our own radio show, and we, uh... It was, uh... I think we were having, like, the maximum amount of fun there, though. And then we got our own show eventually. (sighs) You know, that was nice. I like that place. Well, I didn't. That is weird. The fuck? Let us party now. Oh, well, I'm sure that won't be relevant. Let's drink. Oh, it probably will. Thanks, Caddy. Caddy says it probably will be. Happy to help. Okay. Oh, okay. We can talk about it in the morning. We have enough shit going on right now. I'd like a night off. (laughs) Cool.
Party time! So, Chase. Yes. Who all of my family... I guess it's easier to ask who of my family is not in attendance. Um, your father is not there. Damn. Really hoping to get drunk with my dad. Fair. We were all hoping to watch it. Benjen is not there, and Rami is not there. Everyone else Benjen and Rami? Yes. So, none of your brothers? No. So, we've got Mako and Nikolai. Cool. Um, Benjamin's out, so, uh, it looks like you guys met Leth and Kella already, my oldest sisters. Benjamin's still out on the wall, unfortunately. I'd really like to see him. Guys, this is Mako, uh, my older brother. Hey. Um, my older sister, Raimi, isn't here. And then, uh, you've already met Kara, and then this is my youngest brother, Nikolai. Uh, hello. Hello. There's a chorus of hellos. <laughs> <laughs> the shifter hello. All right. Shall All we right. party? Yeah, let's. So, like I said, there are three places where people have congregated. Uh, you've got folk in the kitchen, you've got folk in the living room, and folk out by the pool. I'm assuming drinks are in the kitchen. Uh, drinks are everywhere. This uh, is a party. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I grab a drink. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, I think Zafir sheds the um the coat. Mm-hmm. And goes uh, rolled up sleeves. He's still got the ascot on, of course. Um, of course. How very, yeah, how have, very Fred of you. Yeah, but still has the very, you know, the the, the nice fitted uh, uh, vest. What room are you going to? I think I'm going to go to the kitchen. Okay, Mordecai, where are you going? Um, I think I want to go find. Hmm. I think I'll head out to the pool first and sort of kick it. Absolutely. And Jackson, what are you up to? I'd like to make a stealth check. You certainly can. 19. Okay. What are you stealthing? I am stealthing to Salix Civilworks study. Are you going for the good stuff? Kind of. I'm, okay. I'm going for the good stuff a little bit, but I'm also kind of specifically trying to keep a low profile, and I'm going to go recover the bag of psychic gems. Oh, sure. Um, and do that, but like purposely do it in a way that hopefully no one really notices since mm-hmm. we haven't actually told anybody we have this thing. Fair enough. Um, but while I'm there, <laughs> I might as well. <laughs> so, with a 19, before anything else, as the two guys are splitting off, you hold up a figure and just give the I'll be right back signal. You dip into the kitchen, grab an empty mug, dash upstairs, just kind of unseen. You're staying here, so it's pretty, you know, you're just going up to your room. You uh, dip into Salix's office. Uh, you're able to retrieve those psychic gems and grab a, a pull off of one of the kegs. Hell yeah. I come back downstairs, it's already halfway gone. <laughs> that kind of night. Yeah. And then I, I'll join whoever outside of the pool. Okay. Maybe. You go on out to the pool. Is it warm Excellent. outside? What's the temperature like? It's pretty chilly, so we'll go ahead and we're going to start with the pool then, because that is All an right. excellent question. Even in the early days of winter, something about sitting near water evokes a primal joy within most living beings. The grotto area near the pool is well lit with magical lights, and red-hot heated metal coils dot the patio area. Fucking Uh, love my family. 
While nobody is swimming at this point, the weather now, it being nighttime, is well below the point where anybody would reasonably get in the water. The patio itself has been dotted with outdoor chairs that are uh, comfortable and seated fairly close to the coils themselves. The pool has been enchanted to cause a gentle whirlpool swirling around with different lights of different buoyancies being floated and swirled within. Um... Hell yeah. A stern half-elf in military greys watches the pool in fascination. Leth, Kella, Mako, and Nikolai are all gathered around a table playing a card game. And there are, of course, some various tables and buckets of beverages and food scattered about. So there are... What do you do? There are more people here than just... uh, Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. No, there's, yeah. I was, I was, I was unclear. It's because at times it sounded like it was just a family get together, but then at times it's like, actually, no, you can win some political points here. It's a, it's a fairly small group. It looks like it is by and large, mostly family and close friends. It looks like there are a couple of political up and comers that managed to snag an invite, but are we talking like yeah, 20 this... people or like a hundred people? Eh, like 30. Okay. That's not too yeah. bad. And then I guess, sorry, then just one more point of clarification for us then. Yes. The party is being billed as a play, as a time for us to relax. It's not being yes. billed as, hey, you need to talk to these seven people to make sure that the king does what you want him to do. Correct. Okay. Yeah, this is a time for, this is a time for rest and relaxation. They are celebrating their son being home for the first time in a good while. Um, they are celebrating the fact that while they can't really outwardly talk about it, that, uh, you all have gained some political notoriety and they're celebrating new friendship as well. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do I recognize the half elf dude? It's a woman and, uh, no, you don't. Okay. So here's what I want to do. I know that Leth and Nikolai study the druidic arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the other two do. No. What I want is a cannonball contest where mid jump we all wild shape and see who can make the biggest splash that is vis-a-vis wild shapes i can i can picture that real real well (laughs) that's why i wanted to do it okay let's call it a spell attack contest Mm. all right for the speed of it, because I imagine, with the possible exception of Nikolai, you can all probably hit about the same level of creature that is safe to have in a pool. Sure, sure, sure. Because Leth does give you the look of, I'm a, I'm a turn into a whale. And oh, then, yeah, and, she's a far better druid than me. Yes, but then she looks at the pool and then decides better of it. So I'm going to go ahead and first roll for Leth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she clasps her hands together, kind of shakes off her back a bit, and goes running, jumps into the air, does a nice uh, swan dive, and then she does start to wild shape into a bear, but she is not a circle of the moon druid. A... She is a, uh, apparently she is a circle of the shepherd and like turn, you know, she does turn into a bear. Like the, a bear is what climbs out of the pool, yeah. but the splash was not a bear splash. All right. Golf clap, golf clap. Well done. Well done. For records, that was a, uh, an 11 that she rolled. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll my spell attack, attack. 
Okay, okay. That's a natural 11, so okay. 16 total. 16. And I'll wild shape, I will, in traditional form, mm-hmm. uh, wild shape into a brown bear mid-jump. Of course. Uh, the, fa- the family sigil. Yes. You take that running jump off the top of the grotto, and you uh, spread eagle out and then shift into the big old brown bear. Mm. Hit the water with a fantastic splash. Um, there are some soggy golf claps all around. Um, that half-elf, um, now slightly drenched, takes a solid step back away from the pool, but does continue to watch with almost amusement on her face. Um, Nikolai. When we get to yep. it, when we get to it, after as this goes on, I will walk over to her with a couple of towels. Fair enough. <laughs> and no, no. I've I rolled an look. eighteen. Ah, he had a plus one. Nikolai. Damn it. Nikolai looks to the left, looks to the right, and takes a running jump. And he also is not Circle of the Moon, but he knows you are now. So he starts his transformation (laughs) well in advance of the actual diving leap. His claws dig into the cliffside itself, and he throws himself off and does a fantastic furry cannonball. (sighs) Skaboosh. Skaboosh, indeed. Drenching you Damn. and your sister in your human form now, so you're actually uh, Schooled by my kid brother. I'm in the kitchen, I feel like I just see like a plume of water, like one after the other. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, three plumes of water, like one right after the other, come out, and you look out the window. And as you look out the window, we follow your gaze back to the poolside as uh, Jackson is walking around with an armful of towels. And he takes some to the other guests that are out there and uh, ends with the uh, half-elf female in the military greys. Knowing that this is more than just Mordecai's family, Jackson obviously got out of super shiny presentational armor, but... He's in his proper dress uniform at this point, I think. Sure. Absolutely. Makes sense. So full regalia, the whole nine yards. Unsure of who he needs to make an impression on and who he, who it doesn't matter, but <laughs> God damn it, this is where we're at. As a reward for his talent and bravery, I'm going to go over to my kid brother, Nikolai, and I will give him an eagle feather, which was a symbol of my uh, totem spirit when I took that bat way back when. Nice. Um, and I will present with him this, this super cool eagle feather. He is thrilled. There you go, kid. Thanks. Yeah, you got it. Keep working with that. You're, you know, I'm, have I ever talked to you about the circle of the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some time to spare? Are you trying to get your kid brother to join your cult? <laughs> Look, my family is all different members of different cults at this point. That's a yes. <laughs> so you hand uh, the towel to the half elf, and you know she looks you in the eye. Thank you. You're welcome. This mm-hmm. is par for the course around here. Apparently. Sorry, sorry. Uh, huh. Captain Jackson Silver, pleasure to meet you. Hmm. Ragna Suthras, it's nice to meet you. Wait, what? Ragna, she's here. Oh, my girl. Oh, my God. Ragna Suthras is. <laughs> Ragna Suthras is. 
Oh no, the streams are crossing. What are you what are you do, doing here? How did you get an invite? <laughs> well, um turns out my uh we'll go ahead and call him my commanding officer is uh friends with some of the uh with the matriarch and the patriarch of this family. He was unable to attend due to other commitments, but did not want to reject the invitation outright. So, uh my fellow companions and I are here as his representatives and dignitaries. Ah, that's that must be nice to have friends in high places and you get to go to parties like these. I'm not much of a people person, but sure. I see you serve. I did. And do, in fact. And you as well, Captain. Yes. Some time on the wall and now some time doing what needs doing. Hmm. What needs doing. That is what we're all called here for, isn't it? And as she says that, she is thumbing a uh, a small pendant bearing a single eye. Mordecai weirdly just gets out of the pool, goes straight into the house, and tears the whole place upside down looking for a half-orc woman. <laughs> he, has no, he has no idea why, but there's a voice in the back of his head that's telling him to do it. It's like, Mordecai, come find me. <laughs> How do you do my voice better than I do? Look, I have a talent. <laughs> Give me a fucking minute. I'm going to get to it. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. Because Zephyr went into the kitchen. Chase. And anyone can tell you that the real party is always in the kitchen. That's why Zephyr went there. So Zephyr heads there. I can't have a cannibal contest in the kitchen. I'm sorry. Not with that attitude. A delicious array of food is spread out on the kitchen island. Leia is standing at the head of the island, and she is cutting up some fruit from the garden. An aging elf, having just entered from the side door that uh, the three of you entered in originally, they are unloading a basket of churros onto the island as well, (laughs) joining the rest of the food. Yes. Looking like she's enjoying the food, but fairly bored with the proceedings is a half-orc woman in full military dress grays, having uh, a very, very animated conversation with Leia that she is barely paying attention to. Um, yeah, Zephyr is going to walk up to the table, grab some munchies. I think Rogar, like, is just sort of splayed out on his head, and, like, Rogar's wings are just kind of draped down like a weird wig. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Zephyr's just picking at food, kind of listening mm-hmm. into what Leia's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leia is just kind of nodding along. You hear of uh, the half-orc woman telling her about this uh, very fantastical battle that she had with some of her companions, where she was able to, uh, with their assistance, uh, fell a Cyclops, as well as uh, three other terrible people. Oh, shit, the Cyclops, seriously. Absolutely, darling. <laughs> how, did you, how did you manage to do that? With Gusto. Oh Bilga my is my name. That is the only way I do anything. You, Bilga, hello, I, I am Zephyr. It's very good to meet you. I put my hand Everyone out. Everyone does my character's voice better than me. <laughs> it is nice to meet you, Zephyr. Yes, I am. I am Bilga of the, uh, as we have been known recently, Birds of Prey. Have, have I heard Shit. of the Birds of Prey? I don't know. Have you listened to those episodes? Ho ho! <laughs> oh, ho, ho. yes, I've listened to them many, many times. <laughs> that shit's mad canon now. All right, so okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. For those of you at home that decided to skip 
those other episodes. Bob, I'm talking to you. Bob, pause the pause the podcast. Pause it all. Pause it right here. Do not delete it because you're coming no. back and you need to save your Do place. Do not pass go. Go download Birds of Prey Part One, Episodes part One, Two, two and Three, and Part Three. Yeah, all three of them. All three of them mm-hmm. right now. Go listen to them. Come back in yeah. three hours. They're great. They're real good. They're real good. Yep. We got the ladies are sassy and sexy. We got real, real loopy towards the end of it, but they're real good. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, the the birds three saucy, surly, and sauced. And then you can come back and listen to this. Hmm. I think I don't know if you can make that reference, Zach, because I think that's from the second recording. That's from the that's from the most recent one. Saucy, yeah, surly, yeah. Sauce. Saucy, surly, well, I mean, sauce. it becomes very evident that that's the three of them. <laughs> Anyway, 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 um, are, are the rest of your? Oh, sorry, you're gonna have me make a check. Uh, oh yes, make a. Um, we'll go ahead and call it a history check at disadvantage. Lois was a five, so okay. No, you have no idea who the birds of prey that is are. Very impressive. Um, are your compatriots here? Can I meet them? Of course, of course. Uh, uh, Diaragna is out by uh, the pool. Uh, taking in the sights of the, the lights spinning and, uh, uh, dawdling on a bara. Uh, she seems to be, and, uh, Bilga kind of cranes her neck, uh, in the living room with a small child. Oh, God. Well, all right. Um, v- very good to meet you. Um, yeah, why are, what are you well. doing here? I see you're in uniform. Um, oh, yes, it is, uh, our, uh, superior, Rodrigo Montblanc. He, uh, could not attend tonight. A dear friend of, uh, Miss Leia here. And, uh, Leia just looks up and nods politely. Uh, but unfortunately, he could not be here. So, uh, here I, so he sent us. Um, I'm gonna make a quick inside check to, to, to see if I pick up on the fact that Leia wants to leave. That is a 22. Um, I'm go, oh, Leia, I'm very glad you're here. Um, Mordecai was looking for you. I believe he's out back by the pool. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Zephyr. I'll go ahead and find him right away. Absolutely. And, um, she uh, tosses whatever vegetable it was she was cutting in the air and uh, just kind of like does like three quick cuts and uh, tosses the uh, knife into the cutting board where it twings. Well, and, well let's uh, see. Does, does Rogar get to it first? To what first? The knife? No, the vegetable as she th- tosses oh. it in the air. Does he leap off my head where he's been perched and go, ooh, food? Make a does, does make your, a wisdom saving throw for Rogar, I guess. Does your mud golem baby like vegetables? Is he a cucumber man? I mean, why not? <laughs> he could enjoy some cukes. You said wisdom save. Yep. Love those cukes. Gotta have them cute. That's a 16. He is able to restrain himself. Uh, however, you can tell if you continue to stay in the kitchen, those cukes might be safe, but them churros are not. I, I think to him, like, there's some churros right over there. And he goes, very quick, like, deer, like, poking his head up in the tall grass, like, what, what? And it's just like, well, who oh. is your charming friend here? Who is this? Come, 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 little one. Come to Aunt Bilga. <laughs> <laughs> Rogar gives me this look like, who is this lady? Stranger danger. Oh, he is adorable. Look at him. He's very new to the world. Uh, please be gentle. Of course. Birgle He's existed always. for approximately 20 minutes. Birgo always gentle when the creature's smaller than medium. 
Tell that to those crabs. <laughs> I thought you said you never sold me. Oh, that was that character. <laughs> I'm crying. I gently killed them. Oh, well, um, it's very good to meet you, uh, Bilga. Um, I, I believe I'm going to go, um, are all your friends dressed like you are? Oh, yes, we all have the military. Although, I believe there's a few, I mean, we are the only women dressed in the dress case. There's a few grumpy folks around here that are not. Well, it, it is a party, so feel free to, um, like, I, I show the fact that, like, you know, I, I was very dressed, and that I've dressed down a bit, to, um, let loose a little. You're among, amongst the fun people now. And I, I pull my, my mandolin from my back and start plucking as I go head mm-hmm. into the living room. Alright. Are you trying to hit on Bilga? No. Like, I was just being... Because <laughs> I'm assuming, like, they're all, like, full, like, dressed, like, all the way up. I mean, how she interprets it is up to her. <laughs> how does she interpret it there, Griffin? Um... Hmm. Can I? Do you want me to make a charisma check and see? Nah, I think. Hmm. How about this? I have Bilga sheet in front of me. Hey Griffin, why don't you yes. go ahead and roll an insight check? Uh, it's a nat seventeen. Okay, that's pretty good then. So probably she, she's probably on the up and up that he is not trying to hit on her. Hmm. I think Bilga wants him to though. <laughs> He's charming. He's magical. I'll give her a wink on my way out. Mm. As, I, as I, like, pull the, the mandolin comes off the back, and I give, like, a ding-ding-ding wink. <laughs> this and, is gonna And weird. I leave. That was uh, round one of party stuff done. Uh, what would you all like to do now? Um, I'm heading to the living room. I want to talk to, to, to these three ladies. Absolutely. <laughs> I would like to excuse myself briefly... Um, and also go to my dad's study, okay. but for a different reason. Okay. And Jackson, what would you like to do? I'll go wherever the party seems to be congregating. So see me the living room, it sounds like? Yep. That's where the yeah, most you, people you, are. You hear Zephyr plucking on... I feel like you hear mm-hmm. music, you go, oh, Zephyr's here. <laughs> That's where the party is. I head, yeah. I head there. Maybe I can meet some interesting people. Both of you uh, go to the living room. Nothing beats pure comfort, and the Sebulwerk compound has it in spades. The living room is a plush affair. Rather than couches set on the floor, they are laid within. A ramp makes for an easy entrance to the lower level, but most people just hop from the raised floor to the seat of their choice. Young Kara sits with a female dwarf who is seated on top of the couch, like it's the lip of the pool. She listens politely as the small child uh, prattles on and is sipping her ale. A grim-looking halfling nurses a glass of water. He, like the female dwarf, uh, is wearing full military grays. Uh, in addition to that, you see that you see that uh, Mako and uh, Leth have moved it from the pool into the living room and are engaging in an arm wrestling competition. All right, so what will the two of you do in the living room? Um, I go to, to Kara, and I'm like, um, hey, Kara, I do have someone I would like you to meet. And Rogar, like, pops up and is like, on my head. Is that right? She gets to meet all the small friends. She is not unsettled by the tiny creature. <gasps> a new baby! Give me the baby, give me the baby, give me the baby. <laughs> okay, let's be very gentle. This is Rogar. Baby, 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 baby. 
Rogar. Oh my he goes, God. Turns, turns his head to the side. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a fine little friend you got there. Uh, yes, I just made him. <laughs> God fucking it, shit. Oh, that's true. Good. That's very good, though. My voice. I out. have rolled a 14 at advantage of. Is this the weirdest shit she's heard of today? So the answer is no. Like, huh? Good for you, then. Name's Anabara. What? Hello? I, 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 are you one of these birds I've heard of? Ah, you've heard of us. Excellent. Yes, I was speaking with the um, uh, Bilga in the other... Oh, um, yes. Uh-huh. Be careful now. She's got the... Just be careful with her. <laughs> I'm going to nod and act like I know what that means. Um, But I hear that you took down a Cyclops. Is this... um? Is there a story behind that? Because I would very much enjoy hearing it. All right, well, I suppose you could listen to it on uh, the Three Birds of Prey episode if you really wanted to. But the long and short of it was uh, we got falsely accused of crimes we didn't commit. And so we had the chance to prove ourselves in trial by combat. Seems a little archaic that we still do it. But eh, there we were and there we did and there we won. So I guess it works. Damn. Fool myself. I was just more talking about what you did to, to kill the Cyclops. But that God ah, punched it in the eye. There we go. That is the fucking story. <laughs> Oops, sorry, kiddo. It's okay. Cursing's like pants. You cannot wear pants in the house, and that's okay. You can curse in the house, and that's okay. You just can't do it in polite company. Well, very good. You keep that rule. I fucking love my kid sister. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, you play my, my character's family so well. I'm glad. Um, well, um, it's very good to meet you as well, Anver. I, I believe there's another one of you that I have yet to meet. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Regna. She's probably outside meditating or something like that. Uh, she's not much for people, but, uh, she's, uh, she's all right. Well, all right. Very good. Um, so you are, you were sent here by, um, your commanding officer to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're... Uh, we attained a level of fame that is uncommon for those in the trial by combat. Apparently, we know how to put on the show. So, here we are. Now, I would like... If you do another show, I would love to go. My goodness. I hope we don't do another one soon. Last one we did was because we were falsely accused of stealing provisions. I don't like, like being accused of crimes I don't commit there, Dragonborn. I didn't get your name, I'm sorry. Oh, Zephyr, hello. Wasn't so much saying I hope you get uh, accused of a crime, or if you um, decide to go to, like, some sort of gladiator event, or... We talked about it, maybe. We'll see. Or you're going to an open mic night at a coffee house that you just <laughs> let me know. Love to hear your slam poetry. I was gonna make a slam poetry goof. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Okay. There's room. There, come play in the space with right, me, Griffin. Which of, the, which, of the, which of the three birds did you picture doing slam poetry? All of them, and it's every third word. Uh, oh, I, I was hoping. I mean, I suppose I could do the slam poetry. I'm more of a monk, so I guess I'd be more of a flurry of yours at that point. <laughs> Jesus, See, I feel like it would be Ragna. I was gonna. I was gonna say Ragna. I feel like Ragna would walk up, be like, "Hello," and then give some like really empowered like very passionate poem and then be like thanks <laughs> bye 
I'm out of here. And Jackson, what are you doing? I'm going to go talk to the, say there was a uh, halfling in the room that was also in military grace. Yes. Okay. I'll go talk to the halfling. I will go walk up to the halfling and introduce myself. Hello there. I'm making the rounds because it's important. Hi, I'm Captain Jackson Silver. Nice to meet you. General Fletcher. Pleasure. Your name carries some weights here, Silver. Do I recognize the name, General Fletcher? Roll a history check. Uh, 18 minus 1. 17. Out of 17, yeah. He was actually serving on the wall during C-34. Oh, shit. You're able to do a quick uh, once-over of his uniform, and he wears a similar insignia to you. He was not stationed at C-34 like you were. Uh, He was a few up. But C-34 took a brunt of the hit, and uh, he certainly was boots on the ground there with you that day. But I've not met him before? No, never. Okay. Nice to finally meet you, General Fletcher. I've heard good things. Likewise. You seem to be a, a sturdy sort. Always handy. I try. Although I've heard different things about you, but I suppose there are things in the chain of command that always fall through. You can say that again. Mm. What brings you to Bulwark? Mostly retired at this point. I've, I still do some work, um, uh, consulting, planning statistics, but I, uh, I don't serve anymore on the wall. I spent most of my life out there. My final years I'm going to spend here. It takes a lot out of you. There's, uh, there's so much more here to the Kindlelands than just, just the wall. It's good to remember that from time to time. It is. I lived my life for my country, and now my country is doing its best to take care of me. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Mm. I've recently become concerned about the retirement age, so I'm glad to hear one still exists. It is all relative, but I imagine you'll be just fine. Just gotta get there first, one day at a time. That's all we can do. All you can do. Pleasure to meet you, General. Likewise. Mordecai, what are you doing? This might not necessarily be in his study, mm-hmm. but I imagine Dad's the type to have a family weapon mm-hmm. or something of the sort. Um, I'm picturing a rapier, like a like a long sort of basket-hilted rapier, kind of harkening back to from beyond the wall. Um, something not necessarily magical, but just sentimental. So it's not a rapier. Um, it's a club. Mm. You always assumed that it was a trophy from beyond the wall, but with what you know now, you realize that this probably wasn't something he took from somebody, but something he brought with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never used it. He was never a club guy. Yeah. Uh, mom, no, nobody in your family really is. Uh, but it is this big, it looks almost like a haunch of meat. Um, maybe it was even intentionally carved that way. You have no way of knowing. Probably about three and a half feet long with a nice hefty handle there. The outside of it is certainly wood, but you can see from the top of it that there is a core of some kind of uh, stone or metal on the inside. Sure. As Mordecai has been getting a little tipsy, getting a little introspective, uh, and he still has the weird feeling from the wanderer in his head from, from dinner with the king. Sure. Um, he wanted to touch base with the general and 
Mordecai will take this weapon off where it hangs on the wall mm-hmm. and just in a finding what space he can where he's not going to, you know, knock anything over. Mm-hmm. We'll just sort of practice, just go through some stances and some drills, sure. um, even just old military uh, routines and mm-hmm. just use that time to sort of commune with the general and. Also, I think the general would appreciate that, mm-hmm. seeing as the general was connected to my father. Mordecai's put a lot of uh, effort into his relationship with the Wanderer and feels the need to do do so equally with the general. You remove the club from the wall, and it is well-balanced but wildly unfamiliar. You try to take it in one hand, and it's just that dog don't hunt. Mm-mm. You take it in two and uh, you do a couple of steps that your father taught you with this very club when you were far too small to hold it. Now, these steps make way more sense. He was just <laughs> maybe not super great at gauging when a child was ready to wield a club ha- you know, yeah. half his size, or, you know, about his size. And as you fall into that meditative space, you can almost see that broken, empty field filled only with helms and weapons of soldiers long forgotten. And at the height of that field, you see this massive demon standing with the ever-changing standard. You come here. Not what I expected, but I'm here for it. You should expect it. This is, this is where you found me. This is my home, just as beyond there is my brother's. And you look into the sky and you see where the moon originally hung when you got him. A single road leading up to the forever nodding and winding roads of the Wanderer's Nexus. It's curious. The I only ever visited the Nexus in my dreams. Hmm. What do you think you're doing right now? Practicing. Allowing your body to work while your mind does other work. That's a dream. Yeah. Working at repairing itself while it works out the stresses of the day. This is perhaps superliminal, but it's here. I wanted to ask you. You were there for dinner? I was. Did we dine with an enemy or an ally? Or somewhere in between? And he looks at you. Very seriously. I cannot say anything ill against the king. I'm starting to pick up on something between you and the Wanderer. What did you guys do? Something happened. I I know you can't say anything. I know. But I know that something happened that swore the two of you to secrecy. He made some sort of deal. Do I have anything I need to worry about in, in getting in bed with him? I cannot say anything ill against the king. I will say you should be very careful in bulwark. Mordecai just kind of grins like like that answered all his questions. Ah, Something's up. He was trying to get us to stay put. He was trying to separate us. He knows that we're strong. Pick us off one by one. That's what I'd do if I were him. I don't know what his game is yet, but I know that once we get the forebearer, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm not sure what that means yet. I'm not sure how that force is going to be applied. You are already a force to be reckoned with. Mordecai Sebel work. <laughs>
Thanks. We almost share this. You are a weapon that I wield, but at the same time, I feel like I am a weapon that you wield. I would trust that you would not wield this weapon in a way that is uncouth. And I would hope that you would stay my hand if I were to do something foolish. Or if I must. I'll take that. Those can be different things. I am all about to foolhardy charge. <laughs> My brother would tell you the same. It's true! <laughs> Echoing down from the moon. Mordecai, overcome by this, will go into a fucking full salute. Like, just heels click, rigid back, just bam. The general the way his father taught him. the exact opposite. Just the laziest four fingers to his head salute. And with that, you see everything fade around you. We have entered into the third and latest part of the night. If you would like to go to bed now, you will have more time to do things in the morning. If you would like to stay around and stay up and see who is still at the party and see what you could be doing, um, that is also an option as well. But you will not have as much time in the morning. Which would you prefer? Mordecai, what are you doing? Mordecai needs to get drunk with his older sister. Absolutely. In lieu of Benjen not being here. In one of those late conversations when everyone's happily drunk and tired, Mordecai would just start talking about K-Root with his family. Like my sister said earlier, it's it's been a long time since the, the, uh, so much of the family's been together. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, a couple years, but it's still worth talking about. Zafir, what are you doing? I think Zafir takes um, is still sort of in the living room and he is playing some music, regaling those uh, sitting around with the tale of um, them tracking down the necromancer Robbie Graves and, and stopping <laughs> a bank robbery. Our first adventure. But not Absolutely. going into tales of the confidential redacted journeys that we've been on as of late. Heavily redacted. Redacted AF, as the children oh, say. Oh, the ages three were out to redacted. <laughs> and fighting forces redacted. With their great allies redacted and redacted. Against those horrors redacted. <laughs> and Jackson, what are you doing? Jackson is going to excuse himself and say his good nights uh, and goodbyes and not go to bed. He's going to go upstairs and find the library mm-hmm. because he knows he's not sleeping tonight. Nope. So he's going to go find the library, see if he can find a couple of books that are interesting but not too wordy. Sure. He's trying to find a comfortable chair. Probably, mm-hmm. I imagine he's in Salix's study. He ends up and mm-hmm. finds like a chair and a fireplace and a just kind of settles in for a Another long night. You get back into the study right away, and with years of training, starting a fire is no problem for you. Uh, You pull a big, comfortable, easy chair to the side, and uh, you try and find something to read. Uh, You're not feeling in the mood for one of the books of the guides. Those can be uh, wordy and dry at times. Lots of baguettes and bigots. You don't need that tonight. You you need something a little bit more mellow. 
you find a uh, a series of books, probably a couple of years back. Um, the Arachnic Wick Chronicles. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Clearly meant for kids, but, you know, adults can probably find some enjoyment in them as well. And you weren't much of a reader when they came out. So, you know, probably, you know, you know you're a child at heart. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I pulled the first one down and curl up in the chair and I'd go over the cover and just, you know. Uh, the Arachnic Chronicles written by one Anthony DeLizard. very fucking good that is uh god that's a pull i pull down the book and i pull it open and start to read and it's just nice to be transported away a little bit because whatever happens tomorrow changes things even more than they already have been as I read about this fantasy world and all of these different creatures and plants, and I kind of, uh, as I go, I kind of sort of, re- I kind of read it out loud a little bit, like I'm reading it to Gaia a little bit, and we can talk Aww. about, you know, if these plants make any sense, or how can a creature be that small? That doesn't make any sense. There's no way that's real. God. And that's how I... And then I... Over the course of the next several hours... I think I make my way through the first full book overnight. And I grab the second one and pack it away. Alternating between reading and waiting. Mordecai, you are sitting in the kitchen. And over the course of the next couple hours... Your family members trickle in and out. Kara is there first. And you kind of pop quizzer about her brother who she barely got to meet before he was taken from this world it doesn't take long for her to just pass out on the island leia ends up taking her up to bed and does not come back down okay leth and kella join you next and they have a bit more to say being older than either of the two of you they knew k his entire life mm-hmm. and that is a a grim sadness that they still bear clearly Killa continues to fidget with something the entire time she's talking with you, just very clearly putting on a happy face, but not taking whatever it is out of her hands. Eventually, they drift off to bed, and uh, you are left with Mako and Nikolai. Nikolai, who is keeping it together. Little, little, little bear boy's a champ right now. He's so sleepy. Yeah. He's just the most tired little boy, but he wants to be here to listen to stories about his big brother by his big brothers. Yeah. He's going to make it. He's going to make it to midnight. Gosh, darn it. (laughs) At midnight, it'll be tomorrow. Um, yeah, we just, I, I tell Nikolai about the one, the one sort of game that a little capture the flag game we played when we were younger, when, mm-hmm. when I was younger and still around, um, was something that K Root came up with hiding spots around the house and all those things and helping dad range out beyond the city and mm-hmm. everything like that. Before you yourself drift off to bed at far too late in the morning, uh, you let an elderly elf back in. He is the baker, who you actually used to know fairly well. Your churro baker from down the street. Mm -hmm. Um, 
always making your home smell like cinnamon and sugar and baked goods and just making you want a coffee every time you smell it. <laughs> uh, and he gives you a big, gentle hug for he is an old elf. He's probably pushing, you know, 200, 250 at this point. Mm hmm. And, um, but he is happy that he gets to see you tonight. Uh, he comes in and he, he helps to clean up. This was something that he set up with your mother. He shoes you off whenever you try to make an, uh, make an attempt to help. Right. <laughs> Very politely. And eventually, before the morning light, you do find yourself in bed. Yeah. Zephyr, you, you stay in the living room, right? For a bit. Um, playing some <laughs> music and then I'll head up after most people are dispersing. Absolutely. Um, Gotta play him as, out, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, you hang out in the living room and the rest of the, the rest of the, uh, Sebulwork family filters in and out and they all listen and enjoy your music. And, uh, eventually the, uh, a stern half elf from out in the pool comes and sits across from you and stares blankly at you as you play. She's looking you dead in the eyes and not blinking, not breaking eye contact. She's clearly trying to psych you out. Oh, I stare ass right back. Yeah, no, performance checks. Dueling performance checks, because I do have all of your character sheets right here. <laughs> What's your role, Holy Chase? Shit. Ragnar's got a good performance. Synthetic 20. Mine's a 28, so... Oh my god! Hell yeah. Hashtag bard life. So I think I win. <laughs> so life. the two of you stare for longer than anyone could possibly continue to be entertained. Um, for a while, Bilga and Anabera are just l looking at the two of you watching. I've got a grin on them. my face, though. Like, I'm like... Eventually, Anabera's just like, come on, love, let's... let's Let's go, eh? Come on, we gotta get back to the barracks. I'm tired. I don't want the philosophy. I thought you here. were talking to me. I was... Oh. Oh. Sorry, love, not my type. You're a little tall for me. <laughs> oh, well, um... It was fantastic meeting you all. Um, please, um, be safe getting back. Um, I say, I say this keeping eye contact with Ragna the whole time. Bilga tosses her hair as she walks out. Anabera uh, just kind of gives you a wave and follows her. And after a solid further minute of sitting there locking eyes with you, she says, You play well. Good night. And she stands up and walks away. Goodbye, <laughs> birds. I hope to see you again. Middle finger as she walks out the door. Next time on Another Path. Birds of prey. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Mordecai, pretty drunk at this point, will stumble out to the garden. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if mom's the type to have made some sort of at least overt memorial to Oh, Kiru. absolutely. Um, the garden is largely dark at this point when you get out there. There's a couple of trees uh, providing shade, some willows and whatnot. Um, but at the far end of the garden, there is, uh, for a long time when you were growing up, it was an herb garden. Um, she has since moved that a little bit closer to the door. And at that very far end, there is a single stone. And there's not a whole lot to it. But around it, there are these beautiful bell-shaped flowers that glow only at night. Mordecai 
will go up to this and primarily consumed by nostalgia and alcohol will pull an old dagger from his pack and plant it in the dirt point down will with the arm with the scimitars on it cast frostbite to chill the dagger and then we'll cast Druidcraft mm-hmm. to grow up a small little collection of greens and vines and weeds to surround and chill and adhere to the dagger. And then at the very top, at the wooden pommel, we'll cast Produce Flame and light the flame with the the Rhodes tattoo hand. And doesn't say anything, but just in his head thinks of the power he has now and the power he didn't have before and makes it's not exactly an oath of vengeance because that's not his flavor but it's just sort of a, 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 a pact, an oath something to make sure this doesn't happen again keep his family safe Make the pe- at the very least make at large the people who did this pay in some way, whatever that means. And I think, frankly, Mordecai passes out in the garden. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You do that between watching the dancing flames at the hilt of the pommel and the star chimes drifting in the breeze behind them. You fall asleep and uh, will wake up in the morning grumpy and uncomfortable on the stone mound marker of the brother, your brother's body who couldn't make it all the way home. I think Zephyr's going to get up a, a little earlier. Um, and mm-hmm. like when people come downstairs, he's like at like a table with like his mm-hmm. dad's book open and is like really closely like examining Rogar, you know, like extending his wings out and like. Are you giving Rogar a physical? That and it is seeing, <laughs> you know, how the comparing the notes to the actual product and. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, before you do that, okay. or rather, as you wake up in the morning, I should say, you didn't notice because you went to bed so damn late and you were very tired when you did. Um, as you enter, when you entered your room, uh, there was a stack of books on the, uh, chest of drawers in the room. You didn't pay much mind to it. They are books. They will not be moving overnight. Um, when you woke up in the morning, uh, you, there, you found a letter on top of them. It is a short, to-the-point letter that indicates these books are on load from the Mages Guild at the request of Ark Warlock Haram. Uh, you requested additional reading materials about what the... Um, about uh, past productions of the Aegis right? Yeah. Uh, so- they should be treated with the utmost care and secrecy while in your care. Uh, the books are titled The Shield of the Gods, An Account of the First Rite of Aegis, Casts of Faith, a guide to the cults and lesser fates of the Grainor Peninsula, a complete list of participants and requirements of the Rite of Aegis, a condensed record. Oh, yeah, no, he's reading all of it. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, my God. You come down, you see Zephyr with just a stack of books next to him, just like... Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So that's what you're going to be spending your morning doing. Most definitely. Mordecai, what are you going to be doing? Mordecai drags himself into the kitchen. Hair is east. Uh, dirt smeared across the side of his face. Mm-hmm. Morning. Oh, you look like shit. Oh, good. I I turn I turn around uh, and pull out a couple of plates of bacon and eggs. Here you go, guys. Look, we've got food. Here you go. Here's some bacon. Mordecai, Here's some eggs. Without making eye contact, just grabs a plate and just eats it with his hands. <laughs> just shovels it into his mouth. <laughs> Much, much, much. And then I, I go, I go back over to the kitchen, and I come back with a, a small tray of two drinks um, that are uh, uh, thick in texture and pungent in odor. Here you go, guys. This will clear it right up. Mordecai questions nothing and just chugs it. Do these guys need to make a constitution saving throw, Jackson? Because I have no idea what you just put in their bodies. What did you give me? Jackson has had to make a morning after hangover potion before. And this is, you know, the the version that he could whip up here at Mordecai's house. It's just crimson bovine in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's so- crimson bovine with dirt. It's, it's, no, I got this. It's crimson bovine, uh-huh. egg whites. Sure. A little bit of hair of the dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lit Tabasco sauce. And it's ha- well, yeah. It's hair of the dog from Mordecai. Gross. And crushed uh, up bunnies. <laughs> and crushed up bunnies. <laughs> For that little crunchy texture. Yeah. Just a little bit of extra kick that wakes you up on the way down. Mordecai just bashes it, and then I rolled a 10 on a con save. Oops. Throws up in his mouth, keeps it down. And Jackson, I think I know exactly what you're going to be doing. You'll be going to the Mage's Guild. Yeah. Is that correct? Jackson is continually looking at the clock and going, well, they said 8... Leia said 8.30. It is... What? 7.15. Where are we going? Yes, what is going on at 8.30? I have a present to get. It's not even my birthday. What? Oh, uh... Is this the four... The four... No, that's... Uh, no, that's later, and I'll be taking you boys with me for that, because that's what we talked to the king about last night, I'll have you remember. Jackson is just so chippy, because he, you know, he got a, he got a little tipsy, but he just didn't sleep, so the hangover doesn't come. We talked to the king? Yeah, we talked to the king, and we had some really great wine and conversation, and he loved my cinnamon hardtack. You remember that? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, you took off your shirt, started dancing around. It was very... They had to get his mages to come and reverse the spell on your on your legs. Somebody had... That does yeah. that does sound like me. Yep. So, but anyway, no. Uh, Addie said she sent me a present, so I'm going to go get it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's at the mages' guild. Where is that, Mordecai? Um, sorry. Nor- north. And I turn and look. I I turn and look for another spulwark that is it's that, that is more intact. That way, up the. <laughs> you find Kara. It's that way. It's over by the. Told it's between ya. the barracks and the king's house. Barrack castle. King's, ha- king's barracks and the the house. Zephyr doesn't Thank look you. up from his book. He's like, I only spent most of my life living in Bulwark, but sure, don't ask the the war. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I see how it is, Jackson. <laughs> I didn't think he's, you were in Bulwark. You were on the wall. Well, yeah. 
Eventually. I mean, we were like the Black Ops squad, so like when shit happened, we were the cleanup crew. Oh, no, I didn't... We've never, we haven't talked about how you were in Bulwark a lot, so I didn't, that's why oh, I didn't yeah, no, say that. No, my, we just all shared our our great tragedy, not the day-to-day stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no, I was just being I, a salty little bitch. It is like, fine, don't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that either. I think you're reading is what you're doing. Well, yeah, I'm reading. Ooh, I, I can do something. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, just so you know, Chase, what happens with my homunculus. Yes. So while the homunculus is on the same plane of existence as its master, it can magically convey what it senses to its master, and the two can communicate telepathically. So as long as we're on the same plane of existence, we're good to go. Um, cool. I think I might um, send him um, to sneakily check on the drop point and see if anyone has come. Like, like if Greenstone has found the message... Um, I give Rogar sort of the instruction. Um, okay. And yeah, just gonna have him flutter over and, you know, like be on like the rooftop. Okay. Check on stuff. Um, go ahead and make me a stealth check for Rogar. Rogar, what a champ. With the stealth yeah, of yeah. homunculus? Yeah. They're pretty small. Okay. That's yeah, a 16 plus 2. Nice. Okay. okay right. uh, yeah, he is able to flutter down. He is sitting on the roof of what you are now aware of was at one point the Amber Eye Associates. And he's looking down at uh, that spot. This is a fairly low traffic part of the city, uh, especially at this time of day. Um, and about an hour or two, it is going to be hopping. But right now, it's dead and he's not seeing anything. Dope, dope, dope. Hey, 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 do you want the check? And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, Zephyr just kind of spart, you know, sporadically will like tune in to the mm-hmm. feed. Absolutely. See what's happening. Um, and yeah, it just, just reads the day away. Just so many books, man. After reading some of them, I feel like he would maybe confer, um, with, mm-hmm. w- with his patrons. Granted, the deep doesn't really say much. No. But Carrie talks. That's true, and the Deep does talk too, just not as often as I do. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't remember a goddamn bit of any of this. So nothing about the last time the Rite of Ages was invoked? No, my memory gets very foggy as of about ten years ago. Hmm, did some- I'm assuming something happened then? Would I know anything, like, big that happened ten years ago? You can roll... Like, uh, history or arcana? History. History, okay. Not super great. Oh, dope. 15 plus 217. Nothing. The war was a little bit more in full swing than it was now, but, um, as of far as you know, nothing happened, like, that would, you know, disrupt memories of a greater magical being. From that first book that uh, the first Rite of Aegis was performed about 70 years ago, and they've been uh, on and off ever since then, uh, there have been five in that time. Does it have the last recorded one? Uh, that would be in the condensed records. Gotcha. Uh, and that's the one just because uh, there's not as much information in that one. You've kind of set that one to the side. Because that's, you know, it's just a list of names and minor events, but nothing, you know, nothing that they wrote. Gotcha. 
Jackson, you arrive at the Fraternity of Mages. It is a slender, elegant building near the top of the mountain, very close to the palace itself. You ascend the many stairs and arrive in a central hall, humming with energy, both physical and metaphorical. Signs on the back wall point in every direction, but you quickly find your way to deliveries. After a moment of confusion with the woman at the counter, yes, you are really there to pick up a pa- uh, package from a wizard. <laughs> no, this isn't a joke. Please, just give me the magical artifact. I promise I'm good. Look how shiny I am. You are presented with a small wrapped parcel. Inside lies a locket with a portrait of Addie inside. Cute. The note inside simply says that in times of need, it can protect you. For mechanical purposes, once per day, once attuned, you can use your reaction to cast shield. Oh, dope. Dope. (laughs) That's so good. That's very good. That's awesome. Entirely Christina. All Christina. I'm I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. That's a good one, Christina. It's it's a once per day shield. Once per day shield. All right. Once per day reaction. You ain't never getting touched, boy. For real, though. Not unless I can figure out how to start having you make intelligence saving throws. Yeah, that's Which, the only... fun fact, I've taken a look. Ain't nothing do that. Mind flares. Mind, Mind flares. flares. Mind flares. Which is funny, because that was originally the boss of the one I originally ran this campaign. Ah, nice. Full circle. Yep. Um, yeah, I take it that night to put that on and spend however long attuning to it. The walk back. The three of you are waiting in the uh, foyer of the Sibyl Work Homestead, uh, waiting for Baylet to arrive. Jackson, you're pacing. You've, you have given up all pretense of any kind of chill. You are getting very nervous about this whole situation, and you would very much like it for be done. Absolutely. Mordecai, you're not doing much better. Jackson pacing is not doing much for your own personal calm, but at the same time, you absolutely understand where he's coming from. Zephyr, you notice none of this. You are aware that your time with these books is limited, and you are trying to absorb whatever you can in a very, very short period of time. You are reading through the condensed record. You're trying to find anything out that might be able to help you going forward here. You end up skipping to the last page. You just want to see who did this last, see if they're still around. And at the the last time this happened was about 40 years ago. And they have the names of the people that actually conducted uh, the Rite of Aegis. The Aegis of Fiends was an individual named Carlos Montblanc. The Carrier of the Fae was a woman, uh, an elf uh, by the name Elena Callion. And the Carrier of the uh, Outsiders was Rogar Shanastiliath. Fuck. And once again, the three of you are greeted by a knock at the door with the dragonborn warlock Balit Haram to take you on the next step of your journey.
Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash anotherpathpodcast. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com forward slash another's path. A special thanks to our donor, Nathan N., or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcatcher will let you. Also, be sure to check out our sister show, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, over at PetShopCast.com. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Ryan at Ryan underscore Albrecht, Griffin at GriffCool, and Zach at that guy Zach Rob. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, and remember that it's not the size of the bear that counts, but the timing of it. <laughs>